Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I see on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Aaron Kinsey with us today. Aaron Kinsey is writing with some of Nashville's top songwriters, working on her artistry, and can often be found playing songwriter rounds at the historic Bluebird Cafe and the Listening Room Cafe. She's also been a guest performer on several TV programs, including a PBS songwriter series, Under the Covers, with Victoria Shaw, featuring country artist Jimmy Allen and legendary songwriter Liz Rose. And we're excited to have her on the show today. So welcome yes. to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all make me sound super cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our and we understand you're going to be on Backstage Nashville June 30th, right? Yeah. Third and Lindsley. Yeah, and Lindsley. Yes. Because um, we're actually going to be in Nashville June 29th through um, July 6th, and we already bought tickets for it. Yes, we're coming to the show. We've That's got tickets. Awesome. Can we see all there? Yeah, I'm... Uh, Opening up for a good friend of mine, Cooper Allen, and he's just so talented. So it's going to be a fun night. Awesome. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. What's bad is we bought tickets um, a month ago. because We plan on going to Nashville Memorial Day weekend. Right. And we mm -hmm. bought tickets there. And then we were watching the weather. Room cafe, yeah, at that and time. We're watching the weather. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going with 50 degree temperatures a high. I I'm going to enjoy. So we changed our trip to Florida because of that but we were supposed to come up there memorial day weekend but that kind of messed us up yes. <laughs> yeah, the weather's been really odd it looks like it's finally summer but um yes. i guess we'll see it's definitely throwing everybody for a loop <laughs> right <laughs> so as you know um all of um been going through this co-covid stuff and it's really affected the music industry. So how has COVID affected what you do? And what have you done to maneuver through this crazy new maze that we've had over the last 12 months? I think the biggest thing that all songwriters and artists have had to do um, is figure out just new ways to do the same things. Because I can't imagine not performing. I can't imagine not writing. It's you know what I love. I don't want to give it up, even if COVID hits us. So <laughs> the two biggest things that I did were I moved all my rights to Zoom, and that was quite the transition. Um, it was tough at first, but you know, then you see some benefits to it. You can eat lunch. You don't have to skip lunch anymore. You go upstairs and make it, come back down, um, and did that. And then the other big, big thing that I did was just lean into my social media outlets, um, doing live shows and posting more, getting more creative with my posts, being able to put more time and energy and really get to have that direct connection with fans, which is all yeah. it's about. Yeah. Um, right. so it's been good. I mean, I've definitely have found ways to make the most of it as I think a lot of people have been able to, which is just such a blessing. Um, but definitely excited that things are back to normal. I'm glad you are <laughs> able to come to a live show. That's just so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually um, visited Nashville for the very first time ever um, in April. April, yes. Oh, wow. Last week of April. We really enjoyed <laughs> it. Now, granted, uh, you know, we're planning on within the next 12 months moving to Nashville. So it's oh, kind of wow. funny that we were visiting the city yes. that we already decided we're moving to. Oh, yeah. About our first night on Broadway with uh, our nine-year-old, nine Christopher. We had a crazy story. That yeah, and you'll get to talk to him later in the show because yes. we always bring him on. Oh, but well. We were on Broadway, about to cross 
over Broadway. Yes. And um, the Honky Tonk Central we were in front of. Yes. We and, were waiting and, on the light to change. And whoever was playing that that night seen Lil Chris and for some reason decided to tell somebody to give this drumstick to him. Yes. So he gets this drumstick. And here's the funny part. So we get across Broadway and we're in front of Dirk Bentley Row. Yes. And, and we're watching them perform. Yeah. Whoever was on stage that night there. I need to find out who this was because this was an awesome story. Oh, yes. Well, they looked, the girl singing looked back and seen him holding a drumstick. And watching intently. Watching so she grabs him. Pulls him on stage, puts him on the drums, and he got to play a whole song, hit the drums with them. Yeah! Wow, that's such a cool experience. Oh my god! <laughs> Needless yeah, to say, girl. Yeah, so. he was he, he he he. Even though we're sold on moving to Nashville, mm -hmm. we probably couldn't undo moving there now. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he's excited, man. Well, maybe that'll. Who knows what that'll lead to? Like, I mean. <laughs> A love for music. I don't know how you yeah. wouldn't have it after experience like that. <laughs> right. And, and what's funny? Have a cool story to what's tell. funny is uh, later down in the uh, in the same thing, he thought, "Oh, if that worked before, he was every place we um, stopped at, her please hold up the drum." Oh, I bet. I'm on stage again. <laughs> but but you know, yeah. and now he wants to learn the drum. So I'm sitting there like, okay, yeah. when we move to Nashville, we'll do that. And, yeah. But it'd be funny that that'd be a crazy story for him if he ever became like a big drummer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I just did my first. Uh, lower Broadway gig this last weekend. I mean, he's way ahead of me. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Well, over COVID, I really enjoyed uh, cooking. I don't cook a lot. I didn't know how to make hardly anything. Um, so when you have, you know, three hours to kill for dinner, yes. um, you know, you just start making whatever you feel like it. Um, <laughs> So I live pretty close to a couple of grocery stores too. So the combination of like being able to get out, which was just, I can't believe like going to the grocery store became such an event, but I loved it. Yes. I so um, I would go to the grocery store all the time and I would just start making things. And uh, it's definitely been one of the things, even though life has picked up and things are crazy, I've really tried to keep that in my schedule and carve out time for that. Just because being able to like make a meal and sit down and eat it, it's you don't realize, you know, how nice that is. Like it just yeah. is the breath and you know, do that. So that's probably one of my current hobbies. And then I have a German Shepherd. I hang out with him oh. all the time. I take him to the dog park, the regular park, the trails. We do all of that. So those are probably my two <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you? Oh man. You know, I don't know how quirky this is now, but it probably a couple years ago would have been weirder, but um, <laughs> I don't really have a genre of music that I stick to. Like, I will listen yeah. to yeah. anything and fall in love with absolutely everything. Um, so We're the same way. I, so I think like with streaming stuff and like common playlists and all of this, you get introduced to so much more new music. So yeah. regularly, but um, I just, I've fallen in love with truly like all kinds of music and for being a 20 year old female, that can be kind of weird, but um, yeah, I think yeah. it's becoming less weird as music is so accessible of all kinds, but mm -hmm. it makes it the way you can hear everything yeah. anytime you want. True. I mean, 
And some of these playlists out there, I mean, I love just going on Spotify or YouTube, whatever it is, and just finding like a random playlist that somebody probably together. Yeah, I just like their favorite stuff. And um, also like on Spotify, how you can go to the radio of a song, Mm -hmm. songs that are similar. I just love, I love, I just love music. So So as you know, a lot of coasts would ask, when did you want to know you want to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could actually be a career move for you? Okay. Well, it's funny you say that because normally when people say, when did you, you know, love music? I've always loved music. Um, but I was probably in the sixth grade and I was in my Miranda Lambert phase. Um, As the Texas girl does, you know, it's just part of it. Um, but I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, she started here and her family was here and she moved to Nashville and did the thing. And I think that's when I first realized that it was a actual career that you you didn't have to be, you know, a nurse or a doctor or a vet or anything like that. You could, you could just play songs and write songs. And um, the second I realized that, you know, that's when everything changed. (laughs) Because, you know, a lot of times parents, you know, to musicians don't understand. And a lot of ones we've had on our show, they got the big support from their parents. Oh, but yes. a lot of people don't have that support. And I think a part of the reason is, you know, they see the big of Blake Shelton and they see the broke brother-in-law down the street that's never yeah. made it. Yeah. And they don't realize that when it comes to music, there's actually so many levels in between that, that you can actually make 50, 100, 150,000 a year and people would never know your name. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I mean, my parents were super supportive and were really big on me and my little sister both just like chasing our dreams and going yeah. for things. Um, but especially since you know, moving to town, you realize how many roles you can play in music. Whether it's being not even on any of the creation of music side or performing on music, like publishing or having something like this, where you talk and are around artists all the time, listen to new music all the time. Um, so I think you're right. Like just not a lot of people know that there's so many ways to be in music without having to be the next Taylor Swift. And sometimes you get there without really meaning yeah. To get there um so it's it's really cool and i think with social media that's coming more to light and i think you know kids wanting to be an influencer or a youtuber or anything like that it's you know it's becoming a real job that people are going for and killing it at so yeah i hope that's a change that shifts where people can just go for their passions so is that a background or are you at one of the places downtown Oh, I'm at my spot. So this is a room. This uh, wall I bought off of like Amazon. And <laughs> my dad put it up. Um, but it's my, I loved it during COVID. Because it kind of looks like some of the places that we've seen it down does. by I Broadway. I thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love the whole accent wall thing. I don't know. I, I think love it's it. fun. So it was cool. Yeah. Because normally I don't have a lot of people come to my spot just because I'm a little bit outside of town. Um, yeah. so during Zoom, I got to show off my wall all the time. And uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, ours is green. <clears throat> ours is just a green screen. Yeah. Hey, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the great thing about green screen is, you know, I can change it to a Nashville skyline or whatever I want. You know? Yes. Yeah, whatever you're feeling that day, the beat. <laughs> right. You so, um, as you know, a lot of people 
they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the entertainment world. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think that so many people sugarcoat this side of it. And I think it's, you know, it's if someone's going to get into music, they need to know this side of it, that, oh, yeah. that you don't just walk in and bam, you're famous. It's like no. years and years of work. So tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and the struggles you've had to go through even to get to where you are today. Yeah, well, um, I mean, again, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. This is where I wanted to be when I was 12. So um my family used to bring me up to Nashville and I would miss school. And I uh, ended up actually graduating a year early from wow. high school, wow. moved up the next day. And so, I mean, the biggest sacrifice wow. that I would say is just like uh, giving up, you know, like time with friends. And I, you know, didn't go to a ton of parties or anything like that in high school. I just wanted to play guitar and write songs and do shows. And um, so I graduated early and moved up here. I didn't know anybody. And uh, I didn't go to college. <laughs> I, the biggest thing, too, is I think just not really having a backup plan. But mm -hmm. I just truly can't imagine doing anything else. So it is kind of scary at times. It's easy to think about how crazy it is. <laughs> I mean, I had a better word, but um, it's really just putting on everything on the line. Um, man, it just got really dark in here and moody, which uh, that's fun. <laughs> but I think I think there is that sacrifice, but when you love something this much, you really mm -hmm. can't imagine doing anything else. So yeah. Yeah. it's worth the sacrifice because. I'm getting to write songs. I'm getting to be around people that are just amazing humans and getting to do things like this and talk about what I do. Um, so I don't know if there's much I wouldn't give to be able to do that. And, you know, talking about um, all that, you know, so many people are, you know, want to make this route and they're scared to make that move. And you did it right out of high school. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, and, and then you hear, you know, and you're talking about how people that there is no plan B, you know, you're in with the greats because, you know, anytime you hear an interview of the big artists, you always hear um, almost every host ask that same question. If you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? And 95 percent of the time, the answer is always the same. I would just be a broke musician because I had no plan B. Yeah. <laughs> I am not drunk. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now that we talked about that and you talked about the things you've gotten to do, let's go there yes. a little bit. What have you gotten to do? You know, let's start with the pink. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So pink was, uh, I mean, just a whirlwind. I mean, people ask if getting a song cut by Dolly Parton and Sarah Evans and just some of the absolute greatest women of country um, mm. was ever on my bucket list. And I say no. Yeah. Like, that was not a thing that you even think about. <laughs> oh, wow. If you ask me my bucket list, that there's you don't even think about something like that being able right. to happen. Um, so, I mean, I wrote that song with two amazing, amazing songwriters in town, Victoria Shaw, who wrote The River for Garth Brooks. Oh, yes, that's amazing. Just, yeah, a legend by herself. Yes, she and is. And then Jody Marr, who is super big in the pop world and has written so many hits there. Um, so I went into that right 
after I found out that my manager, Amy Fish, um, was in a battle with breast cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, obviously a huge announcement and it was scary to find out. And she had gone through most of the battle by herself. Um, and I think for her, it was the type of thing that she just wanted to shove it. And but yeah. like, oh, yeah. on. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, everyone deals with scary situations differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I found that out. I went into this right. And um, Victoria and I had worked together for probably a year and a half before that. So she could tell I was off and I had just found out something. Um, so I told her what was going on and we ended up writing this title that she had saved for maybe a year at that point, um, oh, which she just had sure. in her phone and it would be called pink and the hope yeah. would be someday pink will just be another color. And so yeah. it's really crazy just how all the stars aligned for me to be going through that emotional state for her to have something ready and for us to be able to run. Um, so we wrote that song that day and we knew it was special, but I don't think we knew how impactful it would be to people who had been through that battle. Um, so at this point, you know, you can't drive a rental car until you're 25, eh, whatever. So I'm, I'm <laughs> so Amy and I had a rental car. So Amy picked me up from the right. And I remember playing her this song and it was just everything I wish I could have told her during the battle um, yeah. going through. And uh, I remember she, burst into tears and we thought that we got it wrong because our biggest thing writing the song was we want it to be hopeful and positive mm -hmm. because people going through a struggle like that have enough to bring them down. We want to be something that is lifting them up and giving them hope. Um, and I remember we asked Amy like, Oh gosh, is it too sad? Like, did we miss the mark? And um, she told me all I can think about is women in the waiting room waiting to you know, get tested for the first time or hear the results or going in for their 20th treatment, whatever it might be, hearing this song and remembering that they're not alone and that there's people that have been through this and have their backs. Um, so after we figured that out, you know, some time went by and honestly, because COVID happened, that was the reason that we all had the time to give Pink the attention yeah. and time that it just um, and it was the reason that, you know, Dolly Parton wasn't on tour and had time to be a part of something uh, like that. Wow. Wow. normally would have been able to do something like that. Um, so we ended up partnering with Susan G. Komen, got Dolly Parton on the project. Yeah. And just, I mean, Jordan Sparks, which my Disney heart watched Jordan Sparks on, you know, all of the TV shows when I was little. Oh, yes. That was a big thing for me. Um, <laughs> And just some app, just Rita Wilson, just people that you see on TV, such icons, um, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. together. And again, the only reason they had time for this was because of COVID. COVID. So, right. and then a whole other side to the project was we were able to give this song that gave hope to people when they literally weren't allowed to have people with them in the hospitals. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Or by themselves. And so, we were, I mean, Victoria, Jody, and I were just honored to be able to have a song that helped so many people, had so many women go get tested. And wow. I mean, wow, that's amazing. how many lives the song saved. Um, but yeah, all that, that's, that's a long uh, winded answer. <coughs> you know, talking about COVID, 
you know, you're talking about COVID and how it had a blessing for you. It's kind of how, uh, what happened with us too, because we launched this show January of 2020. Right, a couple yeah. months. And the original before, plan was actually a hundred interviews first year. And we thought, you know what, if we could do that, that, that would be, be a, a good, good foundation. foundation. Yes. And yeah. then COVID happens two months later. And I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this could be our time to shine. Yeah, yeah, that we may never get an opportunity. Because like I was like, this may never, and we hope that it never happens. Oh, this yeah, may never happen in our lifetime again. Right. Everything's shut down. We're starting a new show. So guess what? Bigger artists and bigger actors might actually be willing to come on a brand new show. And yeah. we were right. Because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year, and we're over wow. 400 now. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's been crazy because, again, you know, sometimes you almost feel guilty because right. it's like you've been blessed because of COVID, but then so many people lost their life because of COVID. Yeah. We call it silver lining, just trying to make the best of, of the situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all you can do. Yeah. Right. The cards that we are. And, um, I think that's I think that's life. It's just making the best of any situation you're giving, of the good times yeah. and the bad times. And you play the cards you have. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah, like in the gambler, you gotta know when to hold them and know when yeah, to hold them. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's Kenny cool. Rogers. Oh yeah. Classic thing. <laughs> that was always one of my favorite songs growing. I love that song. Oh, but yeah. but it's so true I, in life. It you, is. You know, if you take that as a life song, I mean it really is. You gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them and know when yeah. to walk away. And know when to run. Well, and that's the thing with those, you know, funnier songs. They normally have a pretty deep meaning behind them. So it's fun to, like, be able to relate that stuff to things you're going through. And, yeah, all that to say, he had it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk about your current song, Drunk 2. And it got a half a million TikToks. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so I did not put the time and effort into TikTok like a lot of people did. It was just, I honestly had a hard time figuring it out and what, you know, the algorithm wants, what the viewers want. It was such a different <laughs> new platform. Um, yeah. So kind of shooting in the dark, I just uh, put through the song up and I did the things that I felt like I was supposed to do, maybe. Um, and some people responded to it. They seemed like they liked it. So I decided to post the first verse and chorus. And uh, I think that was the video that a lot of people really connected with the lyrics. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a song I was always planning on putting out. I was really proud of it. I wrote it with two amazing women in town, Daniel Blakey and Ava Sapelsa. And um I think it was kind of that first push start that made me want to release it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. You know, Absolutely. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about the song itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the song is called drunk too, um, but it's not <laughs> about being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, at the core of the song, it's just about being embarrassed. And wow. it's one of those things that you don't want to go to people with. You don't want to, I mean, if you're embarrassed, you would probably prefer to not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the song is just basically the story about um, a girl and a guy confessing their feelings. And the next day the girl finds out that the guy was not in the right state of mind. Um, and she basically just said she wasn't either instead of, having to tell the truth which 
it's kind of funny because telling the truth seems like it should be, you know, always the right way to go. Um, but in this, this situation, somehow it is less embarrassing to lie than to say what you meant. <laughs> and you know, the, when, you know, we, we listen to Delilah show a lot. Oh, we in, do. In, in yes. And there's so many stories where people would, you know, write in mm-hmm. and they've never professed their love even though they hang out all the time. But, and, and sometimes it's been years and, that they've been in love and with us. Sandy and I just sit there. How, how can you? I mean, when I remember when we got, when we met, we actually met online because she was in Kentucky and I was in Georgia. Yes. And, um, 2002. So there was no way for us to meet but no. online. And we met February 2nd of 02, talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. February 18th, we already set a wedding date. And March 4th, we met in person. So we were wow. meeting in person to see who each other was married, yes. who got, who we, we thought were got that crazy. But again, we, now granted, I, I don't tell people that they should do it our no, way, but sometimes you need to step out and tell people how you feel. Yes. So <laughs> no, that's, that's such a cool story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I mean, we, and, you know, our whole life has been crazy. And then this crazy show that we had, and we've had, you know, Brian Latrell from the Backstreet Boys on. And oh, yes. Randy oh, Travis. Randy Travis. Lee and Bryce, Lee Sarah Evans. It's, it's been so, You know, like where you get to write with all these people, we're getting to interview all these people. So we, we yes. know exactly how you feel because it's like, yes. wow, can you believe this? <laughs> right. It's amazing. That's such a cool, cool story. <laughs> So as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind each of the artists. Yeah. And in our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, I mean, definitely my family is a huge supporter of me and just has always been that, you know, soft place to land no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a huge part of my team. and. I'm so grateful just to have them. Um, and then my manager, Amy Fish, she's a she's such a powerhouse. Um, she actually moved to Nashville with me. Oh wow! I was 17 when I moved. Um, so she moved in with me. We lived together for a while. Um, and she really has just been been there through everything. And she's through like being a new artist. You know, you're constantly going in and proving yourself, and you have to yeah. say, "This is why." You know. You should listen to me or listen, watch me play or um, just prove yourself. And Amy's one of those people that I just don't have to convince. Like she believes in me just as much as I believe in myself. Right. And um, she's there to push me and support me and has my back on just about everything. Um, so it's great. And then also to have the side of that where she does speak truth and she does, mm-hmm. you know, sit me down when I need to be sat down and say, you know, hey, that ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's just great to have someone like that so close to me that's just honest. Um, and then I have uh, one girl. It's kind of like a jack of all trades. She's <laughs> awesome. Her name is Mary Kadar, and uh, she does hair and makeup and helps me with my social media. Oh, wow. Strategy, which is just, I mean, goodness. Figuring that out is just a whole animal. But um, she's been just such a great friend. And then I have my PR team, which is Kim and Teresa and they're just amazing women. Um, so really have this powerhouse team. Oh, and Kelly King, I recently just started working with her a lot more. She helps me set up my rights and introduces me to just people I never could have imagined being in the room with, um, you know, songs I've 
listen to forever they have their name on them. And wow. it's wild to walk in there. Um, but you're right. Teams truly don't get the attention or the recognition that they deserve because no one can do it by themselves. No one's yeah. ever done it by themselves. And you just can't. It's such a big business. There's so many moving parts. There's so many components. And, um, you know, everybody can check off boxes and move the mark a little bit. But I think the biggest thing is just having people in your corner that, you yeah. know, got your back. And exactly. um, got to have that. Yes. Absolutely. And it's been it's meant everything to have them there. So I appreciate you giving me the chance to just tell you how awesome they are. <laughs> we always try to give that because we know that we they do. don't ever we know get that. So you know, I mean, yeah. in award shows, you get like, what, 10 seconds or something like yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we yeah, always, probably. you know, in fact, every, every now and then we have, we've had an artist and um, um, where we say that and the next thing you know, you're, they're 10 minutes in and we're sitting there like, um, oh boy, they're taking, <laughs> you know, because <Yes. laughs> they're like going all the way back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I get. Yeah, I mean, we, we, get it. Yeah. we get it because teams just don't get the recognition. They don't. Absolutely. And I mean, even just those people, those are, you know, the people I talk with every day. But there's people who, I mean, anyone who's taken the time out of just to have one meeting with me or do anything, all of that means something. And all yeah. of that, even if it's just getting you more prepared for the next one or exactly. uh, finding out what didn't work. It's, Anybody who's put any time into me and my career and my songs, I mean, it's what gets you to where you are. <clears throat> exactly. Absolutely. So, um, as you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little yes, nine-year-old. Yes. We always have asked about three mm -hmm. questions. So, same thing. I'll give. And then, and yes. we've got a little two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in our show too. That's awesome. What's her name? Her name's Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. So, and um, yeah, she's asleep right now. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know, eventually when she gets, I guess, four or five, when she can actually ask the question, whatever that age will be. Yeah. <laughs> she's already our little comedian because she always, you can tell that she always goes around and tries to do stuff just to make you laugh. Hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, like with Sandy, always says, you know, our family's never boring. <laughs> That's great, though. Hi, Chris. <laughs> hi, hi, Aaron. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Oh goodness. Um, I'm a big sweets person. Got to be honest. Um, so I am going through. Do you know those little Dove chocolate squares? Uh, you might not, but we do. Like all these different flavors, basically chocolate. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going through a big, big phase right now. It's trying to <laughs> even it out. Mine is pizza. Ooh. Okay, what kind of pizza though? What topping? Uh, mine is pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. Ooh. Do you have a special? He has, he has multiple kinds. Multiple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you like pizza from? Huh? Where do What do you like pizza? Oh, from? okay. As a little Caesars. So good. So good. Yeah, I keep joking. I was like, we need to get Little Caesars as a sponsor because then he could plug in. I like my favorites, Little Caesars, because yeah. it would be true. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's how. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the first TV show? 
Oh man, you know what? I'm rewatching Friends. And that's probably I got HBO Max and um I love I love that show. <laughs> mm. sure. My mine is SpongeBob. Oh, that's a great one. I love SpongeBob when I was probably your age. I would watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's been cool is because he watches a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows, we've been able to bring on quite a bit of people from because we do actors too. Oh, from that's his awesome. shows on onto the show for him to talk to. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, we gotta get your parents working on SpongeBob people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we we actually when we're going um to um Nashville, we're gonna go. They got two free concerts coming up on the fourth and the fifth. One's Brett Paisley, and also Chris Young. And, Which I love them both. <laughs> and Chris Young said in the thing that anybody that shows up is gonna be in his new video. So we're gonna try to get in the video. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be great for me. <laughs> it'll be great for him. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, I heard you already played a show in Nashville. The drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Dirk's uh, yeah, Dirk Bentley's place. I haven't even played there. You're ahead of me. Yeah. You know what? Funny, he wanted to see one of the celebrities' homes. So Sandy looked up to see if we could find an address, and she found an address for Big Rich. Big Kenny. Big Kenny, I mean. And, and, um, and it was funny because we went there to go visit just to see if – of course, you don't know if it's really their yeah. home or not. And so we're, like, in the front of the driveway, you know, and, and we're kind of blocking it. And kind of try to look, and this car pulls up, the window comes down. And so I'm thinking this lady's gonna ask, ask is that, you know, Big Kenny's house? Like, like same reason we were there. Yeah. And she goes, um, may I help you? Because <laughs> uh, she was trying to get in to that house. And I'm oh, sitting there no. like, now I'm not sure what to do here because <laughs> I'm like, uh, so I just said, you know, we read that this is Big Kenny's house. We just came to see. And she goes, yeah, it is Big Kenny's house. And she goes, you know, anything you want me to tell him? Because he's not here. So I said, um, yeah, tell him that Chris and Sandy from the Chris and Sandy show swung by. <laughs> I mean, I was, again, it was one of them things where it happened. And again, this was our first trip to Nashville. So that happened. Wow. But I'm like, I, I didn't know what to say. And <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably better than what I would have said. I was like, uh, I don't, I'm just stalking, that's all. <laughs> yeah, after we drove off, I'm sitting there like, he's going to think he's got a stalker that actually yeah. runs a show. You're yeah. like, no, 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 it's very legit. We're on online, don't find things. <laughs> that's right. awesome. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? That's a tough one. I have to think about that. You know what? I, uh, I'm a big dog person, love dogs. So, um, Marley and me is like my go-to when I just need to have a moment. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it definitely will make you cry. And <laughs> I don't, if you're happy, don't watch it <laughs> already down there and just want to go a little further for fun. Like it's a great movie. I love that one. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is a Minions movie. Oh, I love that. I love all of those. Despicable Me, all they're so funny. Have you yeah. ever, have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, yeah. Need to go. But they have a bunch of stuff with Despicable Me. I got to go uh actually for a show. I was uh -huh. performing in uh in Florida and we got to go to Universal Studios for a day and they have a bunch of stuff down there and 
Wow. Pretty funny to go see all of it. Really? <laughs> well, I want to go there. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Sandy. Sorry about that. So, so bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Nice to meet you too. Yeah, he, he loves doing the show. We're preparing him for something. We don't know yet what, but we're preparing him for well, something. A drummer, you know, PR, whatever he ends up going into. He'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man, you know what? I would love to get in the room with John Mayer at some point. Just, oh, I feel like I've... I've been so blessed to be able to write with so many amazing lyricists and melodic people. Just, I mean, even Victoria alone, just a true legend. <laughs> um, yes, I would is. love, yeah, I would love to get in the room with somebody who is like that with guitar, just because that is such a different world. And to be able to come up with mm -hmm. the hook lines and all those things, it's definitely something I'm working on. Um, but he is just, he's very good at it. He's one of the best. You know, talking about lyricists, you know, we write, we've written over 300 lyrics together. Oh, we, we, yeah. don't, we don't know how to do the music side, but we write lyrics. Yeah, maybe something like that. somewhere. And I mean, really? lyrics are, lyrics are tough. If you can get that down, that's great. She, and she's really good. It's funny when we, we wrote a bunch of them in one year, a couple of years ago. Oh, that's and, right. And, like in 2014, 15. And, and there was like, um, we would sit down, we'd start to write. And if I, if I finally had to come to the conclusion, look, let me write these set of verses. Cause she'd have the whole song done before I think of three lines. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you work on this. I work on that. And then we'll put it together and we'll and then we'll go from there. There you go. <laughs> or I wouldn't get nothing in. Cause she'd come like that. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, oh, I enjoy doing that. Some <laughs> yeah, people just have the gift of being able to come up with things the first time it's perfect and it's exactly what needs to be said. So yeah, you just divide and conquer and yeah. come back together yeah. and it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that y'all do that. <laughs> and that's what actually got started in the whole music thing is yeah, we is. started in that arena uh, because I was like, you know, she's always chased my passions with me. So I'll, let's chase yours for a little while. I always love music. And so I was like, for 13 years so we old. started writing together and then I realized, you know, because we only write lyrics, there's no way to get lyrics in, in the big people's hands. Right. So we were going to have to find up and coming people. And yeah. so I started connecting with a lot of people online. And, and we made great connections. And I made great connections through Nashville back in 2014. In fact, yeah, we even interviewed era. Kelsey Ballerini back then. Wow. Um, wow. But we made her first song was just getting on the radio. Yeah. I think it was with But we made such day. great connections. I was like, man, a lot of people need to hear these people. Because mm -hmm. I yeah, I didn't realize how good people were yeah. until then. So we end up launching New Country Buzz to to give them honor and read and that we started interviewing people, including like I said, Kelsey Ballerini. We interviewed two still girls and a bunch of others back then. Oh yes, and Tiger Lily. Tiger yeah. Lily back then. Oh, wow. and, and it was like um then it got so complicated because it ain't like a show here. I had to transcribe everything back then. I hated that. So we shut oh, yeah. it down in 2015, relaunched in 2018. Cause I told Sandy, you know what? We got to finish what we started. Cause yeah. once music, cause she done got me into all this music stuff. And then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, we're quitting. <laughs> and so we relaunched yeah. and because of that, it led to the show and all that. And here yeah. we are today. That's awesome. 
That's so cool. I mean, and especially just with the way that technology has in the last two years, I mean, it's just been wild. So it's a perfect time to start back up and <laughs> do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so as I said, you know, back years ago, we, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini. One of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. Mm-hmm. Now, I always like to tell this story to, before I ask the guest that same question, because the answer she gave us in 2015 is almost to the T of what she's living today. Oh, yeah, I mean, she had it, she had it nailed down planned wow. out that yeah, where she was going to be within mm-hmm. five years. And she did hit most, uh, I think everything but one thing she did within yes. five years that wow. she said. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, <laughs> I say is going to come true. Then I might as well just go for it. Um, you know, I would love to be on the radio and being on a tour. And um, I mean, just continuing to do what I love and have the passion. I, I really want to get on a cool tour. I would love to just be able to go out and perform and especially after this last year of not being able to do almost any of it, I am so excited for that moment. And I hope it doesn't take five years, but if it does, I definitely want to be doing it again. <laughs> <clears throat> so let's look deeper down the road. Let's say yeah. 15 years down the road and let's say you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you remind her? I would just remind her to keep the love for music. I think, I mean, again, I am still starting out, but I'm already seeing how easy it is to get caught up in numbers or to get caught up in what everybody else wants to hear or trying to be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. And those things are just honestly impossible to satisfy. Like the numbers can always be higher. The, you're always, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't, you know, a hundred percent agree or thinks you should have done some things a little differently. And, um, I think the one thing that I just really hope that I would keep through all of that is just the genuine love for the craft and the passion that I have now that gets me up every morning and just grinding it out, working hard and just putting everything on the line that that love is still there. Awesome. Awesome. And how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? I would describe my music as probably very guitar driven stuff. Um, And I, the thing I'm most proud of and the thing I try to say the most true to is just honest lyrics, um, conversational, what I would say to somebody um, I think that's becoming such a, a cool trend in country music of just to say, yes. you don't have to get all fancy right. with it. It doesn't have to be a perfect rhyme. Um, it's just how you would say it in a conversation. So that, yeah. and then sound wise, um, fun rhythmic melodies. And definitely I have some of the middle of the road country stuff, but I definitely like to step out from time to time and do something fun. So, um, <laughs> I definitely have a bunch of different stuff in the works. I'm just excited to be able to truly be able to leave my footprint of my own music and my own thing um, once I start releasing more music. Awesome. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for? These are good questions. These are big questions. (laughs) Um, You know, I, 
I really try to be a positive person and to be a light. Like in so much of the world can be so dark and there's so many scary things going on and things that are confusing. And especially through COVID, I think that really brought that to light of how quickly we cannot know what's going on, even when you think you have to work on something. Um, So I would just want to be my music more than me, myself. Um, But I would love for my music to just be a, a place that people can go to feel a connection to something to feel comfortable. Like they're not the only ones going through something. Um, and then hopefully a light just when people are going through a dark time. Oh, that's so needed. And if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to tell them? I thank you for everything. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think fans realize every, every like on an Instagram post, every time you comment or DM or anything, it means so much more than just the surface level of yep. five yeah. seconds it takes and moving on. It just, that stuff means so much to know that I have the and every share. Oh yes. yeah. Every share ever. I mean, oh, all the things and just the support. I mean, all the DMS, all everything, just to know that I have people behind me and in my corner again, like that goes so far because it is a scary business and it is, you know, there's a lot to get stressed out about. Um, But at the end of the day, all I want to do is relate to people and love on people. And knowing that I'm doing that, when you talk about making it, I mean, I'm getting to talk to people who love my music every day. And I don't, I mean, that that's definitely making it. I love it so much. So if I could tell my fans, anybody following me, anybody again, who's invested in me in any way, just, Thank you so much. And it means so much more than you'll ever know. And we get exactly where you're coming from because we're trying to build this show. You know, we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarkson shows, you know, the next generation type thing. Someday. And and it's like, um, so we're chasing the same dream y'all are chasing, just a different platform. So we totally get exactly where y'all come from. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really wild. Like I, it's just an Instagram like, but it's really not like it's something, someone that took time out of their day to look at what you're up to. And Mm -hmm. that that means so, so much, especially in a day like today where you can go check up on anybody on what anybody's Mm -hmm. like. The fact that somebody would choose me just means a lot. Love that. So let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Yeah. And let's say they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows and they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. Um, (laughs) But um, they've played, they've gotten on stage. You got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd and the crowd's roaring for them. They just know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know. I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? I, I would just say to don't stop. Like DM people on Instagram, <laughs> play as many shows as you can, get in every room you can, and to just keep going. I think, I think when you go, when you're hitting so hard, when you're you know, going for a home run. You're not just going for, you know, to get on first base or do any of that. Like you're truly going for a dream like y'all are too. You know, you don't always see that instant reward or that instant next step. Um, and I think a lot of people get discouraged. I mean, just like anybody would about not seeing you at the top of the hill. 
Yeah. I mean, you just see that it's up. <laughs> and um, if we don't get to see those little baby steps every day, it can be discouraging, but you are so moving the mark, even when you can't see it. Um, so that would be my biggest like mental advice. Um, but with what to do, I would just say, get in every room you can, meet everyone you can, go to every show, listen to every song, just as immersed as you can. It gets you so far just keeping that love and knowing everything that you can know about the different areas. Exactly. And you talking about the hill thing, I always like the analogy where, you know, you're pushing a boulder up a hill. It's the boulder's so big you can't see around it. So you don't know yeah. where the top of the hill is. You just know it's there. You can't really look back too much because then you'll lose the momentum you already gained. If you yeah. try to look around it, you'll lose the momentum you gain and go backwards. So you, all you can do is just hunker down and a bit push until the boulder starts to roll down the other hill. Then you can ride it to the next hill. Yeah. Well, that's a great, that's a great, great image just because. Even like looking back and seeing how far you come, you never think about that. You always just think about, oh, where I want to be or my goals or my dreams. And uh, I think you, from all the people who have made it, they don't realize they've made it until they're <laughs> already going down. Yeah. Um, and sometimes till they're like, you know, close to the bottom, I think you just realize about the next thing, next thing. And taking a deep breath to really see where you are and, I mean, the fact that I get to just be in Nashville and get to work with amazing people that, and again, like having people that take time out of their day to listen to my song, that that's so making it in so many ways. And yes, it is. you Absolutely. don't have yet. Um, so yeah, that's a great image. I'm definitely going to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> so as we close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Well, I'm on all social media. Um, the biggest platform I post on the most is definitely Instagram. That's at ErinZTX. Keep the Texas there. Um, and then I'm on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Um, keeping up to date on all of that. And I'm starting to do live shows again. So I'd love to just see everybody at live shows. I'm going to as many as I can myself. Even yeah. playing. <laughs> um, well, so we're filling our schedule up in... Um when we go to Nashville. Oh, too. yes. Yeah, I know. Can't I can't wait. wait to meet y'all. That'll be so much fun. I'm we already bought the tickets. So. Yes, we're going to be there. Yeah. I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> and, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we look this forward to fun. having you back. Yeah. Thank you. I'd love to be back. This was a ton of fun. And also, y'all just have the most amazing story. It was awesome just to hear about that as well. <laughs> well oh, we thank it. you. Appreciate that. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Okay.